0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Tossed Up Sports with your boys Matt and Logan. Make sure to follow us on our social medias, Instagram at toss.up.sports and on Twitter at Tossed underscore up for your weekly sports news and podcasts. And we're back with a very special episode here on Tossed Up Sports. Today we're going to talk about some Blaming hot takes NBA takes yeah so super excited for it and uh,
1: we're going to ahead and kind of preface this episode and let yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. know that uh, we may or may not agree with all of the takes that we're gonna throw out there today but nonetheless we're gonna bring them to you We've got some fresh content some of the stuff is really really interesting and we're gonna be excited. It almost, to talk it about almost it almost sounds a little ridiculous
0: but some of it but it just, could happen yeah. all of it is very possible
1: yeah. I mean, sometimes some of these takes got to start somewhere. So we're here for it. Most definitely. And we're going to yeah. get into it. So
0: we'd love to hear some feedback on this too. Yeah. See what other people think. Yeah. And if you
1: guys so. got your feedback, definitely link up with us. I mean, you can find us on social media and we'll hit you right back. And we'll love to take these conversations all the way over to the, to the social media platforms too, yeah, but yeah. we'll go ahead and get rolling. Um, we're actually going to kind of go through each award and give who we feel, um, is, is going to dark horse, right? Pretty essentially poor. a dark horse, but nonetheless, they're all going to be flaming hot takes. Um, but the first award we're actually going to talk about is going to be the most improved player. Um, this one we actually agreed fairly quickly on who we've kind of felt was going to be that yeah. dark horse all candidate under the
0: radar, right?
1: And uh, that person is going to be Darius Garland.
0: Yeah,
1: and statistically last year he was probably Pretty one bad. of the worst players Pretty in bad. the NBA. Yeah. Um, But now we're kind of seeing some reports. I wouldn't say from too many reputable sources, but there are some reports saying that he is
0: playing extremely well. Right. I've heard he's upped his game a lot. Yeah. And I've heard a couple reports saying that he was one of the best players, if not the best player, at the Cavs camp. So, I mean,
1: I don't know how much that's
0: saying at the end of the day. Do I think he's better than Colin Sexton? I don't know. Absolutely not. But some people are saying he might be, so who knows? And, he does play for the Cavs, though. So.
1: And, and maybe the Cavs know what they're doing. I mean, back-to-back years, they drafted a point guard, so right. that was a little questionable. Right? Um, but isn't it
0: most moves the Cavs make questionable? Yeah,
1: post-LeBron kind Post-LeBron. of blowing it up. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, but that perfect. Now that we talk about LeBron James, we'll actually roll into something, uh, an award that he's won plenty of times, but uh, yeah. we'll talk about who we think is going to win the MVP.
0: Okay, yeah, so um, this is this is a hot take, but um, hear me out. We got Zion Williamson, winning MVP. Now, I know that sounds a little ridiculous, but yeah. let me make my case for Mr. Zion here. So, Zion last year played, what, I think a total of 27 games? If that, yeah. Because he played the eight bubble games and 19 before the shutdown. And he averaged 24, 22 points per game, something along that, and showed his potential through the roof. And that's on a minutes restriction. Yeah. So that's true. now he has no minutes restriction, says Stan Van Gundy.
1: Yeah. We'll, so we'll see about that. And definitely the big question was whether or not he's going to be in shape Right. Uh, for the entire right. season.
0: Now, he did play tonight in a preseason game. Yeah, I know it's preseason, but it still gives you a good look. He scored 26 points on. 8 of 13 shooting, made most of his free throws. I think he missed one. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's showing what kind of player he is, and especially with Lonzo, dishing him the rock, and with Brandon Ingram there to mm-hmm. shoot whenever. Now, do I think he's going to win MVP? Probably not. And but the,
1: And everyone knows that with the MVP award, it's more than just being the most valuable player. Um, at the end of the day, historically, you have to have a good team. I think the aside from uh, what, Russ, Russell Russ in yeah. 2017 when yeah. the Thunder rolled. That's like just 16. because nobody
0: had seen anything. That like was a triple an, double. What Russ did was an anomaly,
1: right? And then he did time. it again. And then now right. it's kind of crazy to think. they you know, look like rabbit trail a little bit, but it's crazy to think that now the the league is almost desensitized to the triple double as a right. whole. Yes, well now still, you have guys. It's who still are a like, big deal yeah. when it happens, but when at the end of the day, Russ. Did it like fifty right. plus in a season? Right. Luka's getting twenty five plus in his. You would have already. big
0: guys like Jokic and Bam are right. getting triple doubles. Yeah, you know? they're getting, they're averaging
1: so. damn near triple doubles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's crazy to think, and to think that maybe in a couple years, some more people have a shot,
0: right. at doing that. But Incredible. going back to your point, yes, historically, a team does have to be at the least best like a player top, on the best team. Yeah, if not the one seed, at least top three, right, to be considered MVP. But we've been following Zion for forever at this point. I think everybody kind of has, I mean, his life's been televised ever since high school. True. So, um, but everyone knows the potential he has. He was selected number one overall for a reason and he has no minutes restrictions. So I don't see him. I don't see why he wouldn't burst onto the scene and potentially win the MVP, I mean, sounds a little ridiculous, but, just gotta sit back and watch. Right. Yeah. You
1: know? We're definitely here for it. I'm excited to see. I mean, when you can do the type of stuff he did last season, yeah. With being on a minute's restriction, I think that in his debut game, I mean, just kind of Yeah. that was uh, almost encompassed the whole the whole thing for him the entire last season. Like it was a perfect summary of it because he would play extremely well. Right. And then as soon as it came down to crunch time, boom, he hit better. the he hit the bench. Yeah. And then at that oh, point, yeah. yeah, you can't win know, yeah, The Pelicans can't win games when he's getting sent to the bench. But that's so what happened. In order for Zion to win the MVP, right. I truly believe with him being so young, he needs to be healthy enough to be able to run the floor for 40-plus minutes a
0: night. It'll be a struggle. Um, it probably will be a struggle for Zion, right. but we'll,
1: I do He's going to have to play like anywhere anywhere from 38 to 40 minutes a night. Yeah, in order to win the MVP. No, absolutely. And if he can't stay on the court, then obviously this whole conversation is whatever. But I think everybody wants to see
0: everybody wants to see a healthy Zion, and we
1: want to see him play. Right. And that was the biggest thing: is that yes, he played. It was a little frustrating. Yeah. Yes, he played 27 games, but at what percentage of Zion did we actually see him play? Not a lot. Eighty percent.
0: Not a lot. I think you're going to see an unleashed Zion this year. So I'm I'm really excited about that and. Um, what's next? We got Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Now this was a this was a Logan take. So yeah. Logan, what you take? Yeah. This?
1: So who I believe is going to come through as our dark horse, F- flaming, flaming hot. You got to remember
0: these are flaming hot,
1: and and it is very easy for anyone to be like, oh well, Rudy Gobert, oh well, ben, ben Simmons, Giannis, yeah. those AD. Guys. Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very easy to sit yeah. back and say, "Oh, well, those guys." If you, if you
0: if you say one of those names and you say it's a hot take, it's not a hot it's take. A, yeah, it's yeah. just a take. You just like everybody else.
1: Yeah. So sorry. Right, go ahead. With that being said, um, someone that is really his whole career has been known for his rim protecting abilities, right. and probably one of the main reasons why he keeps getting multi million dollar contracts. But uh, newly acquired by the Sacramento Kings. You have Hassan side. on a minimum. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a, and and the reason I kind of like your Hassan take is because it's kind of a make it or break it year for Hassan. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing one of those like take a small contract and then play your way into a bigger contract. It's you know what I mean? Essentially,
1: kind of what Boogie did.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I
1: agree. I mean, well, a couple times Boogie took a minimum
0: contract. Well, first time he took a minimum to get a ring and it didn't work. Yeah. This time it's to prove. So, but Hassan, I mean, yeah, is he is he even starting for them to start the season? On?
1: I want to say that they keep Bagley running at the four and they start Rich one, or they, uh, that, at the that was the case. But if you're asking me, if I'm if I'm Luke Walton, I'd start Hassan Watson, right?
0: And he went way too long with before getting signed. I mean, I know people like to hate on Hassan. But he's a good player. He's always been a good player. Yeah. Even last year for the Blazers, yeah, when Nurkic was out, he filled and that role
1: perfectly. The biggest thing for Hassan Whiteside has never been that he's been unable to make plays. His biggest thing has always just been him. He yeah. he will go out there and he'll it almost have seems a, like a lack an effort of it. thing. It, it is. It's a lack of effort,
0: and in that and in that and that turns into obviously. Right. I think maybe he got a. It's because it seemed like before he got his big contract, he was playing his heart out right you know and, and he making these crazy plays, getting right. triple doubles with blocks yeah it's insane and stuff and now he's under the radar again and he's got to go through it again yeah. so so could see a resurgence from Hassan right and
1: I wouldn't be surprised and and quite honestly all that he would really have to do is probably average somewhere in the in the stratosphere of like three to four
0: blocks that would be crazy which, I mean,
1: I'm pretty sure if we were to crunch the numbers, he was damn near close to yeah. that
0: last year. Yeah, he was. So, if he goes to
1: this Especially Kings team.
0: Especially early in his
1: Miami. Right. Days. So, yeah. if he can go to this Kings team that has a young De'Aaron Fox, and they're probably looking to move assets and get something for Buddy Heald, and then you also have a guy like Hassan Whiteside, and pick and roll is going to be nasty. You have a right. cornerstone for your rim-protecting defense. Now, so with that, he can put all that together, get four or five blocks a
0: game, and then you're looking right. at a legit. Well, another another can, thing, and I just yeah. I just thought of this. What the Kings could be doing is, um, they could be getting Hassan, hoping he plays well, like you're saying, and then add him in with a buddy heel kind of trade and get something more. Yeah. You now, that could. would be nice for the Kings. You I could, would be for that.
1: You could, but at the end of the day, I think the value that you're getting out of Hassan Whiteside on that type of money deal. Right. No, no, I agree. You, that's not something you really
0: right. want to, but move. when you're a failing franchise, yeah, anything's on, the table. anything's on the table. So, but no, I, I like it. It's definitely flaming hot and it's definitely dark horse candidate. Right. And I'm all here for it.
1: Um, the next one we actually have that we're going to talk about, I actually passed this one off to Matt, but, yeah. uh, This is who we believe is actually going to be our sixth man of the year.
0: Right. Uh, We got Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz. Now, he just got kind of a bag. He got paid. He did get paid, yeah. And uh, I saw flashes last year where Jordan Clarkson can go absolutely crazy. And if he can just keep that up consistently throughout this year, um, he'll definitely be in the running for that. Because, I mean, you no longer have Schroeder there. He's probably going to be the starting point guard uh, for the Lakers now. (laughs) And then Lou Will's only getting older. I mean, of course, there's a lot of people who could be six man, But um, Clarkson is definitely up there, I think. I don't even think that's that bold necessarily to say Clarkson.
1: No, I, I think he's definitely along the lines of one of those guys that could contend for that position or or that award, I should say. But when I really get to thinking about it and I think of like – how to really describe Jordan Clarkson as a player. The only thing that can really come to mind is when I think of the bad boy Pistons and I think of Vinnie Johnson. Okay. People call him the microwave. Right. And that's almost what I want to call Jordan Clarkson right. because at any point he checks in the game mm. or hell, he might start the game. Right. And He's given buckets. I mean, 20-plus points. He went out and dropped 30 burgers on multiple right. occasions last season. Well, and, he can score the rock. And when he gets hot, he is you one You can't of the, stop him. Yeah, man. and he gets rolling. And when he's on firing on all cylinders, there's not very many def- defenders out on yeah. the perimeter
0: that are going to stop And him. that's almost what a six-man is. It's like He gives you consistent nightly points, but then every now and again, he'll go crazy. Instant Will can offense. do it. Instant. Jamal Crawford could do it. Montrezl did it last year. So, um, and we're looking at that same thing, I believe, with right. Jordan Clarkson. And then also, if Mike Conley starts regressing, which I don't think he will. I think he's figured out what he's doing in that what's offense. What his role is, yeah. Yeah, but if he does start regressing, you could see Clarkson starting some games.
1: Uh, yeah, it's possible.
0: So, I mean, it's interesting, but no, I definitely like that take. Um, what's next? Coach of the
1: year. Okay. Um, this is one that... Uh, is really up for grabs and it really is depending on who ultimately finishes with the best record. Right. Um, so combined with those things and keeping those things in consideration, we feel that Steve Nash, uh, the first year head coach, obviously former NBA player, former two-time MVP. Um, we we really think that he's got a legit, yeah. chan- a legit chance of winning the coach of the year.
0: Now, a lot of people are already kind of hating on Steve Nash. True that. Yeah. Just because he I guess was a former point guard and now he's the head coach and no one saw it coming and all this stuff, people already hating on him. Yeah. So I think he might just show people that he is a two time MVP and he knows basketball. Yeah. Right?
1: Outside of, I think, maybe like some really dysfunctional organizations, I think that Steve Nash possibly has one of the hardest locker rooms to overcome and ultimately try to win. We over. have Kyrie Irving. You have to deal with those guys like Kyrie, KD, DeAndre, Jordan, right. none of which are just, you know, all right, coach, I got you. Right, right, right. right. Pretty much all prima donnas in their own right. Yeah. So with that, he's going to have that obstacle alone to deal with and trying to gain their respect. And, right. and when Steve Nash calls a play, are KD and Kyrie going to listen?
0: It'd be interesting, especially in crunch time.
1: Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. So will they ultimately ultimately respect Stephen Nash's decision? So if he steps in and says, "All right, this is what the heck we're doing," right? Is that going to go down? You still got to keep in consideration they got a few really respectable guys on that coaching staff. Oh, Mike yeah, like yeah, they got Tony, and they hired a few other you know previous yeah. NBA yeah. players. They got um, Amari Stoudemire. That's true. Yeah, and you and you got to think like. With all those pieces, that seven-second offense that they're going to try and run—it's going to be fun to watch. That is going to be so yeah. much, defu- so much fun, so much yeah. harder to defend. Now, here's another.
0: Here's another coach I think could possibly be a dark horse for coach of the year: Steven Silas for the Houston Rockets.
1: Yeah, and people say that Steven Silas was a big, big credit to what the Mavericks were able to Number do Number one offense in the league, or so, I'm, if I'm. Correct. I want to say they had the probably the best rated offense of all time. Of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's
0: crazy. So and then if, and last year people were saying that the Rockets' pace was so high. Rockets at such a high pace, and now coming out of camp, Rockets players are saying that the pace is even higher. That they're moving the ball even faster.
1: And the thing so, is, they're moving the ball even faster and turning the ball over way less. Yeah, which is exciting. But when you think about it, I guess that makes a lot of sense because one, you don't have Russell or James out there, right? And those guys, their whole career, whether they're playing in Houston or OKC, have been turning the rock over. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't nothing for James or Russ to have 10, 11 turnovers in a game. Right. And that's just being honest. So when they're not playing, I could definitely see that. Like, the numbers make sense. The fact they're not turning over the ball, it looks good. Mm-hmm. But that you got if you really break it down and you think about it, the Mavs didn't turn over the ball hardly either. No. So if that's something that they can really implement and that's something that they can do, that Rockets offense is going to be Scary to watch. Nah, I mean, I'm
0: definitely excited Scary. to see, it, especially as a big Rockets fan. Hopefully, James stays. James, please, just stay. Just one year. Just give it a shot. If it doesn't work, you can leave, and I'll support you. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, so the next thing we're kind of we kind of have five flaming hot takes that we're going to break down yeah. for you. We kind of ran through uh, who we feel are going to be your dark horse candidates for the 2021 award season, um, but these are going to play into more of like the season overall. Yeah, um, we
0: now, both have uh, one, like separate hot takes, so um, I came up with a couple, Logan came up with a couple, and uh, why don't you go ahead, go with your first one here.
1: Yeah, so the first one I got is actually going to be the Washington Wizards, uh, finishing in the top five seeds in the East. Um, very, very bold. Yeah, I mean. Because
0: I've heard a lot of people say they don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. Right.
1: Washington was the worst defensive team in the league last year. Really? And quite honestly, that still could be the case.
0: I mean, I mean what did they add? They added Russell.
1: They added Avija. Yeah, they did. They re-signed Bartons.
0: They re-signed Bertans. But they didn't add necessarily any like big defensive guys. No.
1: But given the new pieces and maybe the new environment in the locker room, the leadership that Russell Westbrook can provide, the motor that he provides, I think – All of those things. Well, they signed Robin Lopez, come to think of it. So they added maybe. He'll
0: see the four for 10 minutes again. Yeah,
1: so some veteran interior presence for maybe about 10 minutes. Right. Nonetheless, a help in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But all that being said, I think just given the pieces that they have, the way they all fit in together, along with Scott Brooks being the head coach who used to be the Oklahoma City Thunder coach. Back when Russell Um, was at his best. Back when Russ was in his young prime. No, I wouldn't say best, but yeah. I agree. When he was in his young prime, you could say. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say. I wouldn't Emerging. Say, right. Yeah. But with that, I think all those things lining up, I think they really have a shot to surprise a lot of people and win a lot of those games that people are going to count them out for. Um, now, in the East, like in the last few years, you basically go right at 500 or right at 500. You're, you're looking at making the playoffs. Right. So it's not a stretch for them to win. For me, at least, I don't think it's a Not a stretch for me to say that they can win somewhere in the realm of 40
0: to 45 games. Now, I think what it comes down to for the Wizards is Russell Westbrook. And Are you going to get get the good Russell Westbrook or are you going to get the bad Russell Westbrook? I think that's just going to determine their season.
1: Now, the Russell Westbrook that we saw play... In the months of February and March, I believe, when he was yeah, really January, hooping. February March, yeah. Yeah. When when he was really hooping at the start of twenty twenty, uh, he was averaging he was an MV- he looked like an MVP candidate. He, he looked like he his was MVP. so good. So, averaging somewhere around thirty three points. I yeah. mean he was falling. Yeah. But and we were winning. Is that is that gonna be the same dynamic we see in Washington? Well see so he, he looks also, happy finally. He so. does look happy, but also to what level is he gonna be facilitating? I know well, a, you know Russ
0: always gets his. Well, she always when gets his, everything. And,
1: and some people say, oh, well, he's stat and he's stat-padding. But that wasn't really the case last season. No. But yet he could still facilitate to an extent. But at some point, the Rockets did ultimately decide, we're going to blow it up and let the main focus of our
0: offense be Russ driving it to the hole. I mean, that's why we traded Capella. So Exactly. So at that point – But I'm, I'm really excited to see this Wizards team. I really yeah. am. And I think if they all mesh well together, they, they very well could be – I don't know about top five, but I do think they're going to make the playoffs. I
1: definitely can see it. And I think if they they have a chance to surprise a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. If they can put all those right pieces right. and if they click on all the right ways. Right. So it's, it's definitely going to take a lot to for them to get to that point, especially given where they were at last season and years before. But, I mean, they're, they were hovering right around the eight or nine seed the last few years, and that's without John Wall. Yeah. So you add another – former mvp who's actually playing who's actually playing at a still high level believe it or not yeah i mean no matter what people say russell no absolutely still top 20 player in the league no doubt so you add that to your team you're going to be in high cotton yeah but the next one will actually flip over to matt he's actually going to dive in a little bit into this
0: so this one this one's flaming okay this one's hot okay and a lot of people aren't going to like this and i don't even necessarily like it it's just something i thought of okay LeBron James regresses this year. Now, I know LeBron can't regress because he's LeBron, right? But he can And here's the thing. I think later this month, I think it's this month, he turns 36. Or unless he already has. I don't know. I don't think he has. I think maybe later this month, 36 years old. Now, at some point, it's got to happen, right? Right. And then LeBron also talks about how he doesn't like the short offseason he had. And now he was, I know he was joking, right? I'm not stupid, but like he said, he's going to be cherry picking. <laughs> but, um, so I think it could happen. I mean, last year, what he averaged 25 and nine and something, right? Yeah. He's averaging somewhere around like 27, seven, seven or no, oh, no he led like, league in assists last year. Oh yeah. He had, t- matter, he, he had 10 something assists, 10, like 11 assists, but nonetheless, I think the Lakers are going to be fantastic. Okay, they're definitely going to be one of the top seeds in the West, if not the top seed. But it wouldn't shock me 100% if LeBron didn't have it, if it had one of his worst seasons to date. Now, it's expected for him to get worse every year from now on, right? You I mean, bad. you don't expect him to get better, do we?
1: But but he did lead the league in assists, however. So, no, he did. That but regard, his team got better. Yeah, so. the team got better. He won the shit.
0: I'm just saying. Led he's, the league in passing. Now, I know he's LeBron and he does things others can't do. So if he doesn't regress, I mean, and, no one's surprised necessarily. And when
1: that cat invests as much money as he does into his body. Absolutely.
0: But he is 36. I mean, that's old. That's yeah. old. Tom Brady's like turning 43 or 44 or something yeah. like that. Sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, and you see like Carmelo, he's 36 and he's a role player. So it, it's interesting. I mean, do I think it'll happen? Probably not. But, um, I wouldn't be necessarily too surprised if it did happen.
1: Well, you think at some point it's going to have to happen. No, it does. It does, absolutely. He's not going to retire from the league averaging 25 points a game. No. As much as we would love and think that would happen, it's just not. No. So, I mean, it's really not that far. of a stretch to say that it might happen next season, but I think with him signing a two-year max extension, I just – I don't know. The way he looked last season, I I don't know if I can can, can agree with it, but like you, I'm not going to be too surprised if we do right. see his numbers take a dip. Um,
0: Definitely something to think
1: about, though. Right, right. Yeah. How big of a dip? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Could be a little, could be a lot. But right. And 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 it wouldn't I wouldn't be too surprised either to see LeBron intentionally take a step back in the regard of like letting Anthony let it be more Anthony Davis's team.
0: Or maybe just like not playing as much in the regular season, just to get ready for the playoffs. Which that is, I think,
1: is expected
0: at this point.
1: And I think they've even come out and said that they're going to, to some extent, allow some of these veteran players to rest on these non televised games. And you got to think someone like LeBron take full advantage is in full rest mode when it comes to those non televised
0: games. Yeah. I I mean even even Russ last year.
1: Yeah, um, no, absolutely he to do that. didn't he play back to backs nothing like that. Yeah. So
0: they said it wasn't for rest, but it was for rest. rest so. Yeah, load management for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I think that's very much
1: as much as it was uh, a topic last year, I think it's just going to continue to be a thing this year, even more so, especially with guys and with uh the whole COVID thing going yeah. on. I think that's more so going to We're going to see a lot of
0: years, we're going to see a lot of uh Miss games because of muscle cramps, quote-unquote, right, air right. quotes, yeah, you know, right. but either resting. But, you know, whatever. They need to do what they need to do. If we see them in the playoffs, that's all that matters. You'd rather see a playoffs full of stars than a regular season full of stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then hurt people in the playoffs. So that's my take on that. But uh, what, what's the next one we got going?
1: Yeah, so the next one, we actually, uh, we both agree on this to an extent. Now, to what amount of volume we're still unsure of. But we do believe that Ben Simmons is gonna be taking that next step in his career in terms of shooting the ball. Hopefully.
0: Um, we I mean dead gum, dude. Right, We've been waiting been on Ben Simmons to shoot for years now. I mean, people just clown him all the time.
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Ben Simmons put up roughly an attempt and a half a game.
0: Which isn't and a honest, lot. And
1: it's not. It's but that's not something. But he's gonna have to start somewhere.
0: Because I mean last year and when they played that China team he shot at three and he made it and then he made one in the regular season everyone's like okay Ben's going to start shooting and then he stopped right like so
1: now he right. is so efficient in the paint right but when you That's add, why I
0: don't we don't want him to shoot a lot
1: right we're not asking him to shoot a lot but if you get a respectable jump shot that's going to open up if the someone floor so drives
0: much. and kicks it to ben and he's wide open he should take the shot no question there's no reason right. you've been training for this long and, then, and you shouldn't feel confident with yeah, that shot
1: and you knock that shot down it becomes instantly effective and in the moment that people realize that they're going to have to start stepping out to guard right. you it opens up the paint oh for not only yourself it changes the also, 76ers game plan but also the whole team now gets more opportunities right. So the liabilities in terms of him driving into the paint and just jacking something up with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and everyone else sitting down there, that's not going to happen if he right. can legitimately stand at the top of the key and someone has to defend him. yeah. In the past, someone he could stand at the top of the key and there would be, the be hell who knows where, you yeah, know, like behind the, the free throw line yeah, even. Like disrespecting him, totally. Entirely not even getting anywhere close to him. Yeah. And so he's going to have to be able to take that shot.
0: I every, hope to see it. I mean, I think everybody's ready to see it. And, and I mean, I, Stephen A. can only yell so much about right.
1: it. Right, and he, I think it's to an extent is going to have to start with him finding confidence in that mid-range jumper. Mm-hmm. And the more that he can knock that down on a consistent level, whether it's popping off the screen, on the right. run, if he can really hit that, then I think that's going to really help we're, with his really confidence. only
0: looking for corner threes at this point.
1: At this point, open up the offense. Anything beyond the arc.
0: Yeah, anything
1: that you can shoot that's not a
0: layup is a plus for the 76ers no doubt about it 100 percent. yeah
1: um the next one we're actually going to talk about is when we we did basically touch base on this a little bit in our most recent nba episode this is Um, this
0: is more of a me hot take though right right here matt
1: definitely feels pretty strongly about this one mm,
0: i wouldn't say pretty strongly. but it's it's more of a it's more of a hope it's more of like a fantasy you know yeah but
1: i still say the take itself is very realistic Okay. But it is very realistic because if you maybe t-
0: more realistic to you than me, but uh, go ahead.
1: All right, we'll we'll go ahead and quit teasing you guys. the f- The flaming hot take that we have is that if James Harden is playing for the Houston Rockets this season, they will win the West.
0: Yeah, and um, of course people are gonna see that. they be like, oh, what? No, but then you remember this is flaming hot takes. So this is what happened. Right. So here's why, James Harden. I think this is the most talented team he's had in Houston since he got here in 2012. Now, of course, we won 65 games with CP3. Not denying that. Should we still have CP3? Absolutely. Should we have traded him? No. Everyone knows it, but that's in the past. But now you have John Wall, who looks good so far. You have Boogie, who looks good. You have Christian Wood, who hasn't even stepped on the floor yet. And everyone knows what he brings to the table. Mm Mm-hmm
1: still got Eric Gordon. You still got Jared Green. Green.
0: Yeah, still got those guys. Daniel House. Yeah, still got Daniel House. So now we need a backup point guard, but that's, you know, for some of us. But this Rockets team's talented, and I think everyone agrees that it's talented. And if James Harden will stay and give it a shot and we start playing good, I think we can be a top team in the West. And if an injury happens or if we just peak at the right time, I think we'd We could win the West. I don't Mm. think that it's that far of a stretch. Do I think it will happen? Do I think we can get past a team like the Lakers or the Clippers? Probably not. But I think it's something that you definitely have to give a shot. Right. If you're James Harden. Because who are you going to go to? 76ers, I don't think they're going to win in the East. I mean, even if he does go to the Sixers... They have to give up Ben Simmons. They would be giving up too much. And they can't beat the Nets. They can't beat the Bucks. I don't even think they could beat the Celtics. No, even So, I mean, you have a better chance here in Houston. And then what? Miami's not going to make a trade. They don't have enough assets. The only team that I see with enough assets is uh, Philly. And I don't see them making the trade. So I think his best shot is to stay and run it with this team that's a very, very good team. I mean, what do you think?
1: Um, I think for an entirely unbiased Houston Rockets view. I think this has got to be, I wouldn't say maybe the best talent top to bottom on a roster with James Harden, but in terms of fit, right. I think this is potentially the best squad that yeah. James Harden's going to have. I also
0: think it's the best coach he's had
1: that too. All of that, all of those things in conjunction. I do think they have a great shot at winning the West. Um, now, I mean, it's going to be, tough to throw them. Oh, players. absolutely. But s- to think of it really simply, you have to win four games right. out of seven. Yeah. I still think the Houston Rockets, with the team that they've put together, built around James Harden, more focused on perimeter defense right. as well as high tempo and being more efficient with what they're doing. Right. I think all of those things. Give them a good shot to and win those games. Another thing that they've I saw—they've been saw so close in the past. Maybe they have a game, I mean, yeah. one game, and then right. even then, I can break it down and say they were a couple shots away yeah. from making it oh, to absolutely the finals. No. Absolutely, Chris Paul's healthy. Y'all beat the Warriors. Go to the finals. Right? I mean, I've I mean, come me, on. So you guys were so close so many times. Right. So for me to say, sit here and say, "Damn, this team already looks better than all the teams they've had in the past." How do you not run it back?
0: I mean, that's. I mean, I trust me. I think the same right, thing. Exactly. And all, all the Rockets fans think the same thing. I mean, on Rockets Twitter, I follow tons of guys who are just like me. They want Harden to stay. And, and another thing I saw is they've compared John Wall's regular season stats to his playoff stats, and John Wall is a much better player in the postseason. I, I don't know if you've seen the stats, but he averages about seven more points in the playoffs Oh wow! Uh, historically that. than he does in the regular season. So that's exciting. Uh, especially as uh, Russ kind of tanked in the playoffs. Now I know quad injury, COVID, all this stuff, but to have a guy who really elevates his game in the playoffs—that's something that James wants. So,
1: yeah, I'm, I most definitely agree, and uh, I'm excited to see it. Now, just it could be just as easy for the Lakers to run right through the West. Oh, absolutely! But I think absolutely. the moves that the Rockets made this season is going to be. Fun. Really interesting, and yeah, we're we're so here for. I think it.
0: as a basketball yeah. fan, and I know I'm a Rockets fan, so you know a little biased, but I think just as a basketball fan, I'm excited to watch this team. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I, and I think some of the areas in which you guys lacked in the past, you guys definitely made moves to to find adjustments and get better in yeah. those areas. No, I but completely. there is a glaring hole. You guys need a backup point guard. No, we do, we do. But, I, but quite like, frankly, there's two you're, guys you're your backup
0: point guard. James Harden. So if you kind of, kind of, but we have Chris Clemens right now who's not good. And I'm sorry, he's He's too too small small and he jacks up too many threes. He doesn't make enough of them and he's a defensive liability. There are two guys out there I think we should grab, or at least one of them Shabazz Napier. He's still a free agent, he's a good player. He's always been a good backup point guard. And you got uh, Chase McLaughlin, who Mm, was the backup last year for the T Wolves and he played good.
1: He he played good. Now, how much of a Defensive help he's going to be in the backcourt. I, I don't know, know. but
0: um, I'm just saying we need somebody else.
1: Yeah, and anything will do. And quite honestly, I mean, you could you could sign Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I would I be mean, for it. I mean, gonna honestly, be, he's not going to be much of a defensive help. But uh, the the
0: I mean, we would kind of have the meme team at that point, huh?
1: I, I guess I James guess Harden, Wall,
0: Cousins, at, I, it. At
1: that point, I don't know how you guys can all stay healthy, but. That's going to be one of the biggest things, and if they can yeah. do it, that's going to be... And that's
0: why it's more so exciting to watch. Yeah, it's going okay. to be potentially, Just to see what happens. potentially
1: probably one of the most fun teams to watch. Lace it up 2021.
0: Yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, and then um, last one we got here, blame and hot take, is that the Utah Jazz will have a very disappointing regular season, and that they'll blow it up either in the offseason or at the trade deadline this year. So here's what I'm thinking in terms of this. I'm thinking that first half of the year they struggle a little bit. Now they are a good team and they're getting Bogdanovich back. But let's say they struggle first half of the year and they want to make some moves to get better. I could see Gobert leaving. Uh, I could see them trying to do something maybe with Mike Conley. It's hard with Mike Conley with the The amount of money he makes. It's very hard. But someone like Gobert, I mean, that's something they could move and that's their second best player or I think third. I think Bojan is better. Yeah. I mean, he averaged 20 last year. I mean, put some respect on his name. Getting some big time shots. Exactly. So, but it's something that could happen. The the thing about the Jazz is they're kind of like in the same position, but also like the opposite position of a team like the Pistons. And here's here's what I mean by this. They're a good team, but they're not a great team. The Pistons are, are a bad team, but they're not the worst team. You see right. what I mean? Right, right, right. Just kind of opposite. Yeah. Like The Jazz aren't going to win the finals. Everyone knows that. They're going to make the playoffs, and they may make it to the second round. And that's it. So it's definitely a team that needs something else. They need something to put them over the top. And I think they may be searching for that either at the trade deadline or after the season.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree. Um, Now, that does become increasingly hard uh, because if they do decide to blow it up, I mean, do you blow it up, including Donovan Mitchell? Uh, no, you can't. You can't. So at that point, you have one of the league's best defenders at center. You have um, a veteran point guard like Mike Conley. You have a six man of the year candidate, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. You can get value back for a lot of those pieces right. surrounding him. But at the end of the day, if they're not getting it done and that's what they're looking to do, why not move everything? Right, because if it's not working, with and then, him, then I mean, hell,
0: you got to remember the whole COVID thing. Remember when that happened? Oh and then yeah. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy they, Gobert didn't talk for a few weeks, and
1: they allegedly had made up.
0: But now, I don't know. With with how COVID had, now that was a very literally the very beginning of COVID. Remember? The very I mean, first. literally, he, it was the whole thing happened because of Rudy Gobert, which is pretty wild. But they now that COVID has spread and the way it's gone, I don't think that they maybe beef as much because it's not as bad. Right. Right. Because everyone kind of got it at this point. Right.
1: The biggest thing, I think, with it was just kind of like Donovan Mitchell was fed up, I think, with the situation just because of how, or really the immaturity of how Rudy Gobert handled the the whole thing.
0: Now, to be fair to Rudy, no one really knew it was happening.
1: Right. But nonetheless, regardless, regardless, if Rudy would have touched the mics or not, still would have had to have a bubble, still would have had to postpone the season. Oh, absolutely. All that stuff would have happened. So for people to sit there and say, well, this was Rudy Gobert's fault. He brought it right. to the Americas. No, 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 no. He brought it to the NBA. Yeah. That's BS. Not using your head. You're yeah. right. The stuff would have happened anyway. Yeah. But, but. what he did was immature. Obviously, with so many people that look up to him. No, and I'm hoping Him having that... the platform he has. You don't do that.
0: No, right? I'm, I'm, no I'm hoping they've made up in that there's absolutely nothing which they said they had they said they have but you never know you know but i do expect the jazz to be good but i'm just saying i think they may do that just to see what can get them over the top because a player like rudy gobert he doesn't i mean he does a lot but at the same time he really doesn't you know i mean he's a defensive player of the year two time don't get me wrong But there's sometimes you watch Rudy Gobert and you're wondering what in the world he's doing out there. What is he thinking? He's got to be,
1: for as great as he is a defender. He lacks that on the offensive end. Awful on the offensive end. If he's not catching a lob and Mm -hmm. dunking it or turning around and flicking it it in from two feet around in the hoop. There's nothing. He's do. awful. There's, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, straight up awful. I've never watched, and I'm sorry. He looks so
0: uncoordinated Yeah, out there and, sometimes. and I'm
1: sorry for going off on Rudy Gobert a little bit, but I've never watched an NBA player that's had all those type of tools and talent. Right. And then and finish the game with like Two 20 points. rebounds, dude. Oh yeah. 20 rebounds, five blocks. Four points. Four points. <laughs> yeah. What the heck
0: are you doing? And then you cry when you don't make the All-Star game.
1: And you're crying about not making an All-Star game, but yet you finished the game with a layup and two free throws.
0: Yeah. You well, played. like six free throws, and he made two. Okay. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude.
1: <laughs> you, know you, I mean. you got hacked the whole game, yeah. and you hardly scored, and you're crying about not making yeah. an All-Star game. I need you to put if up If I was a GM, I would, I would
0: trade him for a better asset. Why not? Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah. Why? I mean, his game is good. and Don't get me wrong, but nowadays, you need something else. Right. He's an old-school type guy.
1: Yeah. Give me flipping Detroit's first, Mason Plumlee, and Jaleel Okafor, and I'll run that rotation and get Rudy Gobert out Oh, of it. absolutely. He would. can't
0: score. Absolutely.
1: I no. don't care if he gives you the world at the room yep. in terms of defense.
0: Yep. If you can't score, what are you doing? Right. right. Now, maybe back in the day, early 2000s, 90s, or before, and, he yeah, would have been one of the best players in the league probably cool. just because of the way the game was. But nowadays, you need a guy who can shoot. Or at least hit a mid-range. Or at least hit a free throw.
1: Or at least <laughs> extend the offense in terms of, like, being able to make it that extra pass. He can or, yeah, he can't even pass. Dude. dude, there's big guys in the league dribbling now. Yeah. Legitimately, oh, yeah. Pascal Siakam is, like, 6'10
0: yeah. plus. Yeah, and he's spinning out there. And he's play. doing
1: spin moves in Euro yeah. steps past yeah. all these defenders. like. Yeah. He's gonna have to ask. Yeah, big man breaking ankles out there. Right. If he he's Rudy Gobert
0: can't even I don't know if he can dribble. And he's that uncoordinated. I wanna see a video of Rudy Gobert dribbling just to prove it
1: to me. Right. And the thing is he looks so uncoordinated that it's so hard for us to believe that in no matter how much work he puts in this game yeah. that he can develop any of those
0: skills. I think he would be much more valuable on a team like the Boston Celtics.
1: What about the Shanghai Sharks? <laughs> okay. Get him All out right. of here. Dude. Yeah,
0: now we're going a little blasphemous. Yeah. Um
1: but yeah. At the end of the day, guys, these are definitely uh, our flaming hot takes. Yeah. Some of these, obviously, we don't agree with all the way, but nonetheless, so fun to think about. Someone had to bring these to you. Absolutely. And that was going to be us for sure. Yeah. And
0: um, um, give us feedback. We'd love to hear what you guys think. I'll debate all day on Twitter or something. Debate me, and I'll yell right back at you. Yeah. It'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, we just want to hear from you guys. Yeah, so. m-
1: most definitely. And, uh, again, thanks for stopping in and listening to listening to another Tossed Up Sports podcast episode. Uh, in the meantime, like we just said before, definitely uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, where we'll be uh, trying to interact with you guys and give us some feedback. Um, again, thanks again. Love you all. Peace. Yeah, peace out.